This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, July 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Conaway encouraged. More ag-friendly CFTC coming. Rest in peace, border tax. Pruitt suggests EPA overhaul and CAFO reporting. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway says he's encouraged by the way that the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, Representative Mark Meadows, is talking about the Farm Bill. During an appearance at the National Press Club this week, Meadows was asked a question posed by AgriPulse as to whether the conservative group would demand that nutrition programs be split from the Farm Bill when that legislation reaches the House floor. Meadows didn't answer that question directly, but he pointedly said the only position the Freedom Caucus has on the issue is that there needs to be new work requirements in the food stamp program. Conaway says he hasn't talked to Meadows about the issue directly, but Conaway took Meadows' answer to mean that the Freedom Caucus won't try to split the Farm Bill, which could in turn split the coalition Conaway needs to pass the legislation. Conaway said, I appreciate him taking that position. My interpretation was they're good for the entire Farm Bill as long as we meaningfully address work requirements. Additional farm listing sessions set. Conaway has scheduled an additional farm bill listing session, this one in conjunction with the Farm Progress Show August 30th in Decatur, Illinois. The committee has three listing sessions planned for the week ahead, starting Monday in San Angelo, Texas, followed by others in Morgan, Minnesota Thursday, and then Modesto, California on Saturday. The first such meeting, which is less formal than a conventional committee hearing, was held June 24th in Gainesville, Florida. Agriculture allies headed to CFTC. Farmers, grain traders, and others in agribusiness could have some ag-friendly faces on the Commodity Futures Trading Commission. A trio of nominees assured the Senate Agriculture Committee yesterday that they understood the importance of futures markets to agriculture and would seek to make sure that the markets function fairly without undue regulation on end users. The three nominees, Don DeBerry Stump, Russ Batum, and Brian Quintes, would make up a majority of the five-member CFTC. The one area where they weren't in sync at yesterday's hearing was on lowering the exemption for registering as a swaps dealer. Stump, who grew up on the West Texas farm, and Benham both have direct experience with the Senate Agriculture Committee. Quintes, a former fund manager and House Republican aide, indicated he thought cattle producers had some reasonable concerns about the volatility in that market. The committee could vote on the nominees as soon as next week, but they may have to wait until after the August recess for action by the full Senate chamber. Rest in peace, border adjusted tax. House Speaker Paul Ryan has finally given up his effort to make business taxes border adjustable, a key part of the House GOP strategy to pay for broad-based tax reform. The chairman of the House and Senate Tax Committees joined the White House in issuing a statement that said the border adjustment was no longer needed. They didn't say how they'll replace the revenue. But lawmakers have also been looking at restricting the deductibility of interest expenses, another move that could raise revenue. House Ways and Means Chairman Kevin Brady, Republican of Texas, says there would be a small business exemption that would allow farmers to continue to deduct their borrowing costs. EPA overhaul in the works? 
EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt is apparently floating the idea of shutting down the agency's 10 regional offices and reassigning officials to each of the nation's 50 state capitals. Asked for comment on Pruitt's discussion of that idea in Oklahoma yesterday, EPA spokesperson Liz Bowman said that Pruitt, quote, believes it is his responsibility to find the best and most efficient way to perform environmental protection. However, she cautioned that there are no plans to close any regional offices, quote, in the foreseeable future. The Oklahoma Farm Bureau took note of Pruitt's remarks at a tweet from the event that said, Pruitt says he's considering eliminating at EPA regional offices and instead moving an EPA office to every state capital in the country. That tweet was later removed. In June, Pruitt labeled reports of the possibility closing agency regional offices in Chicago, where a thousand employees work, as, quote, pure legend. In the meantime, EPA is targeting more than 1,200 of its employees for buyouts, more than half would be headquartered in Washington, D.C. An EPA union representative said about 440 EPA employees have applied for buyouts so far. The agency has about 14,500 employees. Industry seeks CAFO reporting delay. Pork producers and poultry operations are supporting an EPA effort to delay the impact of a court decision that would require thousands of concentrated animal feeding operations to report air emissions. The National Pork Producers Council and the U.S. Poultry Egg Association filed a brief yesterday supporting EPA's request that the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals delay the effective date of an April court ruling. In that ruling, the court said EPA had illegally exempted CAFOs from reporting air emissions, such as ammonia, to federal authorities and had wrongly exempted all but the largest CAFOs from reporting emergency releases to state authorities. EPA said in asking the court to delay the impact of its decision until at least January 18th so it can develop guidance for farm operations. NPPC and U.S. Poultry said without that delay, a reporting fiasco would certainly ensure. In January 2009, when the rules first went into effect, larger farms flooded state and local emergency planning authorities with emission estimates that the agencies did not know what to do with. Unless the court delays the impact of its order, tens of thousands of farmers who own smaller farms will repeat this futile exercise, according to the groups. Beef industry, don't mess with chorus. The beef industry is warning the Trump administration to be careful in trying to renegotiate the U.S.-South Korean trade agreement, or chorus. In a letter to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue and Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer, industry groups say they've seen an 82% increase in annual sales to South Korea since 2012, making it the second largest export market. We would not support any changes in terms of the chorus that would jeopardize either our market share or the significant investment that has been made in rebuilding Korean customer confidence in the safety, quality, and consistency of U.S. beef. That according to the letter. Well, here's today's They Said It. Time flies when you're talking agriculture, doesn't it, Mr. Chairman? That the word of Senator Steve Daines, a Republican of Montana. He finished questioning the CFTC nominees yesterday. Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts, a Republican of Kansas, responded, Yes, that's correct. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, July 28th. 
AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.